Welcome to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith, founder and president of the Wealthcare Investment Center. Each week, we discuss strategies to help you preserve, protect, and enhance your wealth because saving for retirement is just the beginning. We've developed an innovative approach to retirement wealth and tax management, powerful strategies to help you get the most from your nest egg and help you live the retirement you want and deserve. Have a question for the team? Connect with us at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Or call 888-888-5601. 888-888-5601. Get more retirement starts now. Welcome to Get More Retirement with WealthCare's Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. Coming up, the renewed demand for pensions, why so many small businesses are filing for bankruptcy protection, and we'll investigate the stock market Halloween effect. But first, (laughs) hello, Bruce. Hey, Burke. We're up to long sleeves, you know, here we go. (laughs) We are kind of in long sleeve Uh, weather. Yes, it's long sleeve weather, ladies and gentlemen. I found a tech story that I think you're going to like. Your cell phone. Now, this is a story for all of us who have dropped our cell phones before. Oh, yes. Cracked screens could soon repair themselves. I love this. Think all the people out in the mall that, you know, we'll fix your cracked screen. It's going to be out of business. Dear Lord. Well, I I love you for thinking of them, but (laughs) (laughs) I am thinking of my screen because the one time I dropped mine, it was just shattered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But apparently there's a self-healing nano coating that could be on the market within five years. And it reacts with the air and fills in the cracks. I just think that's so fascinating and cannot wait. Yep. Okay, so speaking of can't wait, we were all trying to, you know, figure out how much the cost of living increase was going to be for 2024, but we all knew it wasn't going to be announced until mid-October, but we know now. In 2023, 8.7%. So that was huge. Mm -hmm. 2024, 3.2%. Big, big change. That's the thing. You know, it's a cost of living increase. So we have high inflation. Prices of everything is out of sight, crazy. And why do they make the adjustment to Social Security? They big number, 8.7, because things cost a lot more. You know, now they're saying that we think we have inflation in check. Well, when you hear that, that's not music to the ears of retirees. You're saying, oh, you know, how big of a pay increase am I going to get this year? This is not like you work somewhere and the boss calls you in his office and says, you're doing a really good job. We're going to give you an extra five bucks an hour. You know, it's not like that. All it's doing is keeping up with being able to buy the same thing today that you bought 10 years ago. And even then, it's never kept up, you know, because, of course, what we do know is they giveth and then they taketh away because it's like, okay, well, we're going to give you more money, but then our Medicare premium is going to go up and take more money back out of your Social Security. So that's one thing that people say about I'm getting a pay raise in Social Security. And I finally stopped. I used to explain to people, you know, what was going on. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, great pay raise, thumbs up, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's that's all that it is. It's weird how people, their, their perception of Social Security is so wrong from what it really is. You know, it was never designed to be a sole income. It was meant to be a subsidy to subsidize the retirement income needs for retirees. And people have it skewed wrong there. Some people think it's an entitlement. No, you've paid into it. Your, pay, your employer paid into it. Whenever they started taxing it, people went crazy. And, and the reality is that the employer contributed and they got a deduction for it. So if you're receiving that money, somebody's got to get paid the tax on it and it's you. There's realisms of Social Security and being knowledgeable about it versus, you know, the perceptions of Social Security. But, yeah, definitely this year, if you see it as a pay raise, that pay raise is going to be a lot less this year. Yes, it will. And on average, the benefit per month will increase about $50 or more. So moving on to another couple of stories I found that are very interesting regarding pensions, Bruce. Pensions? Who has pensions? Exactly. What's what's a pension? (laughs) You know, we talk about the days of pensions being over, but a lot of people apparently don't want them to be over. The UAW striking saying that one of their core demands is the restoration of pensions. Now, the automakers are pushing back on that. But then there's a second story that in California, MMA athletes now have their own retirement fund. It was signed into law. And it's a sort of a of a pension for those. Apparently, boxers in California have had mm-hmm. a pension for mm-hmm. years. Right. So interesting that in the case of the UAW, the workers were saying, you know, we just don't think the 401k is going to cut it for them. 
First of all, I mean, with the boxers, there was a big push many, many years ago. I don't care who you are. You go in a ring and somebody's, you know, wrapping your noggin like that. You know, you get to where eventually you become incapacitated. You can't keep doing that forever. So what they found was promoters were making tons of money. All these people were making tons of money. And the poor ex-boxer, he's out on the street with a little cup beside him sitting there, you know, for pennies. Mm -hmm. So they said, look, you know, there has to be something there for him. There's actually the same thing for the NFL. People don't realize there is a pension that's built in, and it's kind of because of the, the inability and due to injuries and things like that. So MMA is really kind of following in the footsteps of other their items. Now, NFL is unionized, of course, but, you know, you look at this, and what will you do when you can no longer do that which you normally did? You know, and that's what a pension was designed for. The scary part is I literally came into this business right after the 401k was born. I mean, I remember when you saw 401k values for people that were two grand, five grand, eight grand, you know, because that's all they had in their 401k back then. 1980, Ted Bena, B-E-N-N-A is how you spell it. He is known as the father of the 401k. He found this essentially loophole of how you could create a benefit package. And it was for, for higher up people in a company. But of course, it became widely adopted. And then the industries, the companies saying, hey, people are living longer. We can't afford to pay them these pensions because the pension fund will go broke. You know, we've got to do something. And if the pension goes broke, like we saw when Chrysler went bankrupt, then the government is responsible. The National Pension Benefits Guarantee Corporation, PBGC, they have to do it. So the PBGC is responsible and the government's saying, we don't want the football. So they're playing hot potato. And it's like, wait a second, we have an idea. What if we pass the burden of retirement onto the consumer, get it off the shoulders of the companies, get it away from the responsibility of a failure that it goes to the government and make it solely the responsibility of the people. And, and what we'll do is, oh yes, we the companies will contribute and we'll get a tax deduction for putting that in their 401k and they can contribute. But at the end of the day, they're responsible. Well, Ted Banna, again, the father of the 401k has been quoted many times since the creation in 1980 when he's been interviewed by large news outlets. And he said, if I knew how it was going to be used and he sees it as being very prostituted, he said, I never would have done it in the first place. Wow. Because basically it's not what he originally envisioned and it just got expanded and exploded. But, you know, it, it, it transferred the responsibility of a financially secure future from the companies, from the government, solely to the consumer. So the responsibility is yours and it's yours regardless of the economic conditions. It's yours regardless of inflation. It's yours regardless of war. It's regardless of what's going on in the universe. It's regardless of how much you needed to spend or unplanned for expenditures. It's your responsibility regardless of what medical costs will be in those later years. As we've said many times on the show, you know, if you retire at 60 and you live to 90, that's 30 years of continuous unemployment where you are financially responsible for your lifestyle and the well-being for you, your spouse, your family. That's why the show is called what it's called, Get More Retirement. So are you capitalizing on every single opportunity to maximize the value that you'll get from that 401k, that you'll get from, you know, the taxation? Because, you know, whenever they started these 401ks, they said, do what? Pay taxes later. Well, that, that's great. But now we see how the government has said, oh, well, you'll pay taxes. Your surviving spouse will pay taxes. Your kids will pay taxes. But we're going to see that not only what you put into the 401k gets taxed, but every dime it ever made. And we're going to get paid at whatever the future tax rate is. And we're going to see taxes going up. or feel very confident of that. So we talked about it being cold this time of year. But, you know, the one thing is this is now the time of year where people – start doing two things. One, now is the time to do your tax planning, not after January 1st. Now, because what you do in this calendar year with regard to your retirement is what can benefit you when you file your taxes next spring. So if you are listening to this program, if you listen to it and said, hey, these guys have a different take on it. They're helping me capitalize on a lot of other opportunities that I don't have what I'm doing now myself or working with an advisor. This is the day, you know, if you're listening to the program, this is the day you should be picking up the phone and calling and getting that appointment. And, and I want to talk to you, you know, and find out what your situation is. And are you taking advantage of every opportunity to maximize that wealth, to minimize those taxes, to eventually reduce or eliminate the RMDs, to reduce or eliminate 
taxes on the Social Security, the benefits you're going to receive. They give it, they take it away. Is there a way for us to let you keep more of that? These are all things that are included in the higher level of planning that we do. So that's the deal with, I mean, I see why they're going back to pensions because the 401ks, at the end of the day, how many crumbs are left for you after all of these impacts, inflation, taxes, all of these things? Inevitably, you find that you end up cutting back your lifestyle in later years because it doesn't do what you thought it was going to do. Now's the time when you want to do what's best for you and your family to maximize that wealth. Here's the number. It's 888-888-5601. And we'll give you that number again a little bit later on. Coming up, who's putting pressure on the Federal Reserve and why? Why one big box CEO, well, he used to be a big box CEO. He says consumers are starting to buckle. See if you agree. And the story of a former Olympic gymnast that has everyone asking why. Stay with us as Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith continues. You've been planning your retirement for some time, but now you are watching the economy and financial markets destroying your plan. If your path to retirement or through retirement is in question, it's time for a second option. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, we can help you elevate your planning to weather financial storms today and into the future. We know you don't want to postpone retirement or run out of money during retirement. So now is your best time to talk with an elite wealth strategist. Let us show you how our high level of planning and management can help you protect and grow your wealth during volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for a sustainable retirement income. Let us help you get your planning back on track and moving in the right direction. Now is the right time to upgrade your plan. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealthcare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. thought he had the oddest name, but I, I love his music, Eddie Rabbit, <laughs> and Driving My Life Away. Yep. This is Get More Retirement. That's the name of the show with Wealth Care with a case, Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. Hey, Bruce, I'm playing this song because a man in Slovakia was fined because his dog was driving his car. <laughs> I mean, at least it looked that way. Okay. I, I've, I've seen those pictures on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> so the traffic cam, he was speeding and the traffic cam took, snapped the shot, you know, and there was a dog behind the wheel. Now he says the dog just happened to jump in his lap and it, right as the picture was snapped <laughs> and, you know, I find it suspicious. I think he was teaching the dog to drive. I know. No, I don't. I oh, don't, come I don't on. I that. bet he had the dog's paws on the wheel. I bet he I, did. Well, he doesn't have see, that's the thing. He doesn't have to. You know, he can, you know, remember we have self driving cars, you know, of which I now have one, you know. And uh, that is true. I got to tell you, I mean, when you, when you get on the highway and you push the, and it says hands free driving available, when you push the button and for the next 60 or 60 or so miles, you find yourself not touching the wheel. Uh, so you could have your dog in your lap, you know, somebody pulls up beside you and goes, wait a minute, that, that guy's, there's no hands on the wheel. You know, that, that dog must be dry. You know, it's, there's all kinds of things. You're going to see more and more of this, I think, as technology evolves. I think you're right. And speaking of the future, uh, the Federal Reserve is still trying in the future to get that inflation rate down to the 2% target. And when I was looking this week at that 2% target, I learned that that has been the official target since the year 2012. I was unaware of that. It was formally established in the year 2012 as the most consistent target uh, with the central bank's dual mandate, they say, of stable prices and maximum employment. But, mm -hmm. Bruce, right now there are some big time economists who are kind of pushing the Fed to maybe raise that a little bit because they're saying that there may be too many job losses. You know, obviously, as we're doing our projections for retired people, what do we use for an inflation number? And believe me, a 1% change in inflation just really changes all the numbers dramatically in those future prognostications, if you will. We normally have always used like 2.86. We bumped it up in the periods of higher inflation to be able to look at, you know, 
what if inflation is 4%? So it helps not only with stable prices, okay, so my Big Mac costs a little more this year, but I'm okay with that, you know, as long as it's not 30% more. Maximum employment, what do we have to pay somebody to come work for us? And if it's that little bit, well, okay, you know, I'm charging a little more for my product, so everything should come out in the wash. But but if somebody, you say, well, how much money will I need in 20 years, you know, to be retired? Well, if your lifestyle costs you $80,000 a year now, you take 2% for 20 years, that's 40%, just in simple mm. math. And if you're doing magic thumb rules, which people do all the time, we hear this all the time. You know, people say, my wife and I have saved a million dollars for retirement. And if I'm getting 6% on that money, then, uh, you know, I'm going to get $60,000 and, and we can live on $60,000 a year. Well, okay, time out. That's 60000 a year. First of all, that's taxable income. So you got to take taxes off the top. And if you're in 20% bracket, there's 12000 went away. So now you're already down to 48. And how much will stuff cost today, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now? And all of a sudden, that's simple. Yes, we can retire because we're going to have 60000 a year making that on our money and, and spending and be able to, to live on that. No, that's not how the game works because you forget that you made that little deal with Uncle Sam that says, I'll pay you later for taxes. So having a realistic plan that is checking these values. And, and truthfully, you know, we talked many times about stress testing, saying, okay, what happens when all of these things, not one thing comes to bear? Actually, I was just out in Detroit and we were talking about this. And I said, this is where I think the financial industry has failed consumers. We keep hearing as a sales approach, which I just absolutely hate, but basically they talk about the hot button. Find somebody's hot button and address that. And that's how you get them to become a client. So your first client comes in at 10 in the morning and they're worried about taxes. So you hit the hot button. Let's talk about taxes. Let's show what we can do for taxes. And they leave, you know, so the salesman is there and his next appointment comes in at 1230 and they want to talk about inflation. You know, oh, okay. Here's all the things that we're going to do to solve inflation. And then somebody else comes in and they say, well, what about healthcare? Oh, here's what we're going to do to solve healthcare. Okay. What happens when you have inflation and healthcare and taxes? Because that's the reality of what you're facing. So if you have a plan that's stress testing, it can't be for one item because it's what you want to talk about. All of these things will simultaneously impact, meaning you get less in all cases out of your nest egg and somebody else is getting more, either through higher healthcare costs, the government's getting more for taxes, it's costing more going to vendors, you know, for things that you need for lifestyle because of inflation. So that's why having a truly comprehensive plan that is putting all these factors simultaneously together to truly test that retirement to give you the best possible outcome. Bruce, do you think that people are finally starting to say, you know what, maybe I'm going to cut back on spending a little bit because I'm feeling the pinch, the credit card rates, the whole thing? I know I am. I know most of our clients are. I mean, we've heard this from about everybody. I just read the other day that Tesla has their own financing, I think in 26 states. Don't hold me to that, but I think that's right. So they have their own financing for their cars. And unlike most lending institutions, they don't let out, you know, what your credit score should be or whatever, but they do offer their own financing in 26 states, but it would be, you know, up to 60 months. And Elon Musk has come out and he said, okay, so if you borrow $100,000 with no money down at 6%, here's what the payment is for 60 months. And he said now, or at four, I'm sorry, four and a half percent. And he said, now that same $100,000 borrowed at 60 months, the payment goes through the roof. Okay. So they have moved to where now, you know, not only do you, can you get out to 60 months, you can get out to 72 or 84 months. <laughs> so you can go six or seven years on a new car purchase. So to keep the payment in line because of the higher interest rates to, you know, still have the ability to sell a quarter million units a month or whatever they're trying to do. So I'm seeing it. I find more more of our clients calling us, like we just had one the other day, they said, hey, is there an ideal time of year to book a cruise? Now, there's a couple of times of year that it is ideal to book a cruise, but it's during hurricane season. I don't recommend that. <laughs> but anything after January 1st till Valentine's Day is pretty good. And then there's another lull in there after Valentine's Day, like the end of February until I think April. So there, there are sweet spots where, you know, you're making the money go further. We're seeing more and more of that. Car companies, you're seeing some incentives. We talked last week about prices coming down on, mm -hmm. on new cars or them adjusting prices downward finally. So yeah, I mean, to keep their business flow flowing, to keep things going, which is one thing. That's why this just scares me with this whole UAW strike thing. You look at Hollywood with the strike, you know, going on. Because that's just, that's crushing Disney, by the way. <laughs> and then now there's somebody who's trying to buy National Geographic 
and uh, also ABC, one of the jewels in the Disney crown. But uh, there's a media company looking to buy that. So there's just a lot of things going on, but consumers definitely, I think, have slowed down. And I think this article from Walmart's former CEO, Bill Simon, was really great. I've been a student of this for many, many years, which is better to say 50% off or buy one, get one free. Do you know? Um, If you're a retailer? Buy one, get one free? Buy one, get one free because you double your volume. So if you say 50% off, I buy one item, I get it at 50% off. The end cost is the same, but you double the volume. Mm -hmm. Now you're hearing more marketing saying, you know, we're offering this at 20% off, 30% off, 40% off. So the savings mentally takes precedence over what the actual price is. So that seeing that kind of a shift in marketing tells you that people are not happy with what the price is necessarily. So you've got to find a different way to market them to continually get them to buy at the higher price. I think we are at that point. And of course, now we've got global issues that have really rocketed up, no pun intended, in the last few weeks, you know, with everything going on in Israel and all of a sudden sides are starting to align. And what, what does this, what do the Russians think? What do we think? I have to do a little sidebar on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, if you're a listener to this program, I, I want to think, you know, you're here to be informed, you know, and this one, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but uh, somebody posted this video clip on Facebook and it had one of our aircraft carriers arriving in Israel, you know, was the, was the video and they were, and they were talking and kind of their text is appearing as you can see the ship going by and people watching the ship pull in. The reality is if you, if you check the clip, it was actually one of our carriers pulling into Oslo, Norway earlier this year. And he just took the clip and just and just reaffirmed it and said, oh, okay. And interestingly, Facebook's fact checkers did not even breathe on it, didn't even, oh. had nothing to say about it. So I purposely posted the first part and then I posted the, the Oslo one on my personal Facebook page and said, look here. I said, you know, this is how quick you can get duped into something. The other thing I have found is so many items, you're on Facebook and something pops up because God knows everything you think about pops up now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see an item for sale and, and you get out and say, oh, maybe I want that. And you see a price. Do not buy it. Go to Amazon and type in what it is. And quite often you'll find it's 30 or 40% less that's being offered for on Facebook. So there's a way to save some money. Be an informed consumer. Be informed for your retirement, but also for just the normal lifestyle things that we all deal with. Oh, that's a great tip. And here's the number two. I want to give that because you were just talking about how to be informed. And sometimes, Bruce, we just need to sit down and talk about just things in general. Organically, questions come up when you sit down and have a conversation. And the number is 888-888-5601. If you'd like to talk with Bruce and his team at WealthCare, that's Wealth K-A-R-E, 888-888-5601. Just ahead, why so many small businesses seem to be going out of business. The stock market Halloween effect, is that a real thing? And cruising just got a whole lot more expensive. Bruce just mentioned the sweet spots. We're going to go into detail on that. This is Get More Retirement with WealthCare's Bruce Smith. Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the WealthCare Investment Center. At WealthCare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial markets, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealth Care team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. This 
This is Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. Bruce, AI's everywhere these days. <laughs> Seems like we talk about it every week. Yep. And apparently so many people are using AI to rapidly publish books that Amazon has put restrictions. <laughs> they say they're only going to allow individuals to self-publish, get this, three books a day. A day. A day. A day. Yeah. What? Yeah. How many books are people publishing a day? It only took me eight years to write my book. What is a book? A book is an information source. And so I've said this for a long time. You know, when Google really got its head of steam, I said, boy, I said, you know, you can just kind of go on Google and grab snippets of information. And remember those, the big dummies guide to blank, oh, yes. you know, whether yes. it be VCR recorders or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you saw so many of these yellow and black books. And of course, now they're at the discount stores, Ollie's and whatever. But so they just basically take a topic and pick a bunch of information and throw it together. And it's a book. And I always thought that was pretty crazy how they had that entire universe of big dummies guide. Well, you know, AI is taking it one step further saying, hey, <laughs> you can be the smartest guy in the room because it's us and it's all about data. That's the whole thing is that people think that there's reasoning in AI. And, and for most cases, AI is, again, it's a collection of data. So people are just grabbing that data or saying, hey, give me a 3000 word essay on whatever. And they make it their book, you know. And, you know, what's yeah. interesting is that there are ongoing experiments where they will give artificial intelligence, whichever one, chat, GPT, mm -hmm. whatever, a problem to solve. Mm -hmm. And then they will ask the same question again and get a different response. Right. Again, that business meeting in Detroit, we were talking about that. So the question I asked, I said, I said, show me how to eliminate market losses from my retirement nest egg. And ChatGPT came back with an essay on how to reduce risk. And I said, no, that answer is unacceptable. So it gave me a different viewpoint or perception, well, and said, you know, here's how you reduce risk. It's like, no, that's unacceptable. Here's another, a third angle of how you reduce risk. Like, no, that's unacceptable. I want to eliminate downside market losses, not just reduce my risk. Give me that in an essay. Because when it goes out and it searches, it finds what the industry has said to people forever. Well, here's an idea to how you might be able to reduce your risk, reduce your risk, reduce your mm -hmm. risk. But a lot of the advanced strategies for actual wealth protection were things that were not being brought out because, again, they're not as widely used because they're, again, used typically for higher net worth people or people that have access to that higher level of planning. And the thing I saw this week that was kind of related to this was over a few months, ChatGPT went from, listen to this one, went from correctly answering a simple math problem 98% of the time. Okay, I, I could see that. Mm -hmm. But over several months, it went from answering it 98% of the time correctly to just 2% of the time. What? Yeah. It's really funny how the people that put together the, the AI and, and, and ChatGPT are very quiet about this. So you see plummeting results. So where are you in that cycle? Okay. So, you know, is this a question that it's the first time it's been asked and it's, it's going to be very, very well responded? Or is it going to be something that's been asked so many times that it basically gets lazy and it just gives you the wrong answer? It's basically the magnitude of change uh, is what it was looking at. So they have all these big words, but the fact of the matter is, is what is the accuracy of AI? And the answer is it is unknown because what is the source, what permutation, what generation, what, you know, all these things. It's kind of like I got a new iPhone and it amazes me the second day of owning the new iPhone, titanium, you know, mm -hmm. came from outer space, whatever the commercial is. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, it's like we're updating your software. And I'm thinking, really? <laughs> really? I've had this thing two days. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's frustrating. And that's why, you know, I think people really should run for the hills. The financial industry is just so great at marketing and so great at selling things, but creating the next best shiny object. And when they're like, you know, we use AI for this or this is generated by AI, I think you need to run for the hills. You know, <laughs> can you look somebody in the eye? Can you have that conversation with them? And when I say in the eye, I mean, it might be a Zoom meeting, but you're a real person, not some figurehead. And say, here's a question I have. What's your answer? And, and does the answer make sense to you? You know, or is it something where they're kind of reading from a script? I just saw Joe Namath talking about Medicare insurance and it was so hard to watch the commercial because you can see his eyes darting as he's reading the teleprompter. Yes. You know what I'm thinking? Here's a guy that used to laser that football into the end zone from 50 yards out, you know, and it was great to watch Hollywood Joe play. And then here he is, he's 80 years old and he's, you know, reading from, from a script, you know? So yeah. 
crazy times with this AI thing. I, we're not there yet. We are not there yet. And I wanted to, to talk with you about something else I found this week, and that is how many small businesses are filing for bankruptcy, Bruce. I don't know if you've seen this, but almost 1,500 small businesses just in the first nine months of this year. And that comes from the American Bankruptcy Institute. Mm-hmm. Equifax data shows that defaults and delinquencies on small business loans are now higher than pre-pandemic averages. What's causing this all of the sudden? I don't know that it's all of a sudden. I think it's been coming, and you're seeing exactly the same thing in our economy, whether it is on the personal level or a business level, is that we had all this free money that was dumped into the uh, populace from COVID. You had all of this money, free money, being dumped into businesses. You had all of these rapid-issue loans that were done during the pandemic. So now, as you find interest rates higher, that's actually a very interesting one. Like, I have a credit line that I don't use. But interestingly, I mean, the last time I looked at my credit line was, might have been a year ago. You know, I think it was like 3%. Okay. So I have a couple hundred thousand dollars that I could go get, you know, at 3% if I wanted to get that money. As I was reading through this, I went, you know, I should go look at that thing. I don't use it, but it'd be good to know, you know, where I stand on it. And it was like 8%. So as a business loan, you know, if you owed $100,000, you were paying $3,000 a year in interest. Now you're paying $8,000 a year in interest. You know, that's a big shift. That's almost $500 a month difference just in interest alone. These businesses that took loans out, you know, to quote, get back on their feet, but, or did they take loans out because it was easy free money? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of them said, oh, hey, well, I'm going to get while the getting's good. And they shouldn't have taken it out in the first place. Now they find themselves in default. The higher interest rate is certainly causing defaults. But I think a lot of this is still the, the long line that comes from what happened during the pandemic. That's why if you if, if you look at your, um, you know, with the instabilities that are out there. So this is more of an interest rate instability. But, you know, what instabilities will impact you and your finances long term? If we see economic slowdown, obviously you have your accumulated nest egg invested and it's invested, you know, let's say it's for the stocks that it's invested in. So if those stock prices are plummeting over time, you're going to see those values plummet over time. And the fact that you're getting a little bit better interest maybe on the bonds. And we said last week on the show, if you own bond funds, these rising interest rates are actually driving down. You're seeing losses occur in your bond funds. So you can have a double whammy where the stocks are depressing. The bond funds are being depressed in value because of higher available interest rates on newly issued bonds. So all of these things, as you say, you know, wait a minute, what's going on that I'm losing this much money? And, and you know, Wall Street will say, well, it's due to what's going on in Israel or it's going, here's what's because of this. And I think it's a more deep-seated issue. And if you're seeing businesses fail, you know, what has changed in the probability of success or failure for your retirement. Typically, you don't just fail in five minutes. You know, there are businesses that aren't failing because they took a look at this a long time ago and they took an ulterior path and said, okay, here's how we make things even stronger. We're getting more value out of what we're doing. And I think that's the key. That's the right thing to be doing at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to switch gears here. We only have a few minutes left in this segment because I definitely want to get to this story about Mary Lou Retton, a former Olympic gymnast. You know, she's in the hospital. She's fighting a rare form of pneumonia. Hmm. And we found out that her family is crowdfunding to pay her medical bills because she has no health insurance. Yeah. So you got to wonder why. Don't know why. But not having that is a very big issue for her and her family right now. Boy, I'm, I'm going to go out on a crazy limb on this one. Okay. Uh, because I'm going through this, as Cheryl knows and, and some of our clients know. So I had a gravitational assisted injury. <laughs> that's how I'll put oh, it. Oh, I like that's, that. That's how I'll, basically I fell and I tore up my back and had a knee issue and a hip issue going on. And diagnosis-wise, until they fixed the back, they didn't know that we really had any other issues because maybe it's a nerve issue related to the back. So here we're talking about health insurance. And so I took the approach that the health insurance company, I have good health insurance, and they're like, we want you to go do all this physical therapy. I couldn't move 10 feet, let alone get in the vehicle and go to physical therapy. And so I took a more proactive approach and said, okay, fine, forget this. I need an MRI. I need to know what's going on with my body. So I called the MRI place and I said, I want to pay out of pocket. And they're like, okay. And it would probably surprise you, but the MRI was 500 bucks. 
What? If I paid for it myself, and if you got it with contrast, it was seven fifty, which I was shocked. I thought it was several thousand dollars. Me too. And I'm like, I'm like, no problem. Boom, here's my credit card. My wife takes me. I hobble in. They do the scan, and of course, now we have good information. I go to the doctor, and he says, "Oh, here's what's going on." And and the orthopedic surgeon's like, "We're going to do this all this surgery." And I'm like, "No, you'll be like opinion number six, you know." So we said, "Let's do pain therapy." I went and had spinal injections. So I wanted to get spinal injections done. We had tough time getting them approved by the insurance company. And I said, again, I will pay for it out of pocket. And they're like, okay. And it's 500 bucks, 500 bucks for spinal injections. Mm. I'm like, okay, so get this. So, so I got, I got 500 bucks in an MRI and 500 bucks in spinal injections for a thousand bucks. Then we ended up doing an MRI of my hip and my knee once the back was abated. And that was approved by the insurance company. My out of pocket for those two MRIs was 500 bucks. Because the insurance company was charged somewhere around $4,000 for these MRIs that I paid 500 bucks for. And they even told me, because I did, I said, what if I pay out of pocket? They said 500 bucks. So that was crazy. The injections would have been several thousand dollars versus the $500 I paid. So, you know, here's a case of somebody saying, hey, we're doing a crowdfunding. She doesn't have health insurance, but I, I'm finding more and more clients we have that have taken a route and said, I, I don't have health insurance. I'm going to go ahead and pay out of pocket. What's it going to hmm. cost me? And it's less than what they would pay between their health premiums and their deductibles. I'm not advocating anybody to do that. Okay. I'm not advocating that at all, but I find it incredible that there is such a big differential here. So, you know, does she have health insurance? Does she not have health insurance? So I was shocked. I went and did a, a net worth on Mary Lou Retton. I always loved Mary Lou. I just think she's a sweetheart. And she did it when you didn't have all this technology. I mean, she just had natural ability. She was amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and it was always great to watch her. You know, and, and she's got a net worth of about, you know, about a million or $2 million. And you say, oh, she's got a million dollars. She's saying, well, wait a second. That could be her house, you know, for what she does. I mean, if that was an Olympic gymnast today, I mean, uh, Simone Biles, what do you think she's worth? You know, <laughs> uh -huh. so, but I thought it was very interesting, you know, but, but knowing what will healthcare cost and having a serious conversation and having that in the budget you know, during your retirement is something that most people don't. First of all, less than 40% even have a plan. So you can't know what your numbers are if you don't have a plan mm -hmm. to begin with. But then when you have that plan, you know, it's running these scenarios and saying, okay, what if I have a catastrophic health event or God forbid we both as a husband and wife have them? This is an important topic. And if you have that question and you're asking that of your advisor, or if you're a do-it-yourselfer, are you asking that question, have you run the numbers and been honestly given a serious look? And if not, you need to. Because, you know, I remember when long-term care, health care started, it was like, you know, you had a, a one in four chance of needing it. Now it's more than a one in two, meaning one of the two of you is probably going to need some form of a long-term health care rehabilitation, whatever, during your lifetime. It's a serious conversation you need to have and run the numbers. Wealth Care and Bruce Smith, 888-888-5601. Coming up is the stock market Halloween effect, real or just a spooky myth? And if airlines can do it, cruise lines can too, as Get More Retirement continues. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your nest egg's financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies can help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for your retirement income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a fresh diagnosis. Because managing your wealth can be just as important as managing your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the wealth care team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online. That's wealthcare.com.
joy to the world. Three Dog Night. Hey, Bruce, did Hoyt Axton write that song? Oh, boy. I don't know. But first of all, we never we always called it Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> I know. You know, it's, 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 enjoyed it. What's she going to play? What? You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know that. I'm pretty sure. You, you know, really? Hoyt Axton wrote, work your fingers to the bone and what do you yep. get? Yep. Bony fingers, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure he did. We'll have to look that ah. up. Anyway, great song. I don't know what it means. It's Jeremiah was a bullfrog and joy to the world. So whatever, it's just a happy song. It's really amazing when you get to a lot of these songs, who wrote them. The one that got me, it really is, as, as I've become kind of a student of it almost, is the one brother from one of the founders of Toto. And I can't think of his name right now. I mean, you go to Wikipedia and look at this guy's list. I mean, he wrote songs for everybody and so many hits. And he was—he died at a very young age. Um, but, yeah, according to this, it says, uh, yes, that they were Hoyt Axton's lyrics. Oh, okay. I thought so because I just like him because he has a quirky mind to come well, up with Well, this is a songwriter, lyrics. actually, Leroy Anderson. Oh. But, but it was Hoyt Axton had his own lyrics. So Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm, perhaps requires more investigation. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Okay, and this does too, because the stock market and superstitions, you know, there's so many surrounding this stock market. There's this old saying, sell in May and go away. And then there's this, the one that's in effect for Halloween. It's the Halloween effect. And apparently it has to do with the fact that some people say stocks perform better between October 31 and May 1 than they do the other half of the year. Tell that to all the people that went through Black Fridays. (laughs) I think the majority of your large crashes occurred in the month of October. The one thing everybody's looking for, they're looking for that computer program. They're looking for that person. They're looking for that crystal baller that we can predict a trend. We can predict the future. We can predict this. We can tell you when the high is. We can tell you when the low is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very simple. It can all be lumped into one topic called market timing. In my early years in this business, people used to sell market timing. It was a service. You would pay 2% a year for buy and sell signals, you know, to actually trade your account and do all these wonderful things. It's this simple, ladies and gentlemen. If market timing really worked, we would have trillionaires. And that's not the case. We don't have trillionaires. And the reason we don't have trillionaires is because market timing, because it again, here back, we're back to hot button. It's what you want to hear. It's what you want to occur. It, this is what you want it to be. It sounds great. And, and who doesn't want that? You know, you go to a soothsayer, you go to a palm reader, you go to a crystal ballologist or whatever they would call it. <laughs> crystal uh, ballologist. Yeah, there's, 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 I made that word up. Yes. But I like it. These are wives tales, you know, but if they cause you to buy their newsletter, subscribe to their website, read their information, make trades based on on advice they're giving you, it's a guesstimation at best. Bruce, how do you handle a portfolio? I mean, I I understand the stock market. You you just can't put in a formula and know when to buy and sell based on, you know, timing, October 31 to May 1st. But how do you handle it? First of all, whose teachings do you want to follow? And and we're big fans of, as you know, Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Warren Buffett, I think, makes one of the strongest cases out there where he talks about the potential. First of all, these aren't guarantees. I mean, when you invest in a stock market, it's not guaranteed. The bond market's not guaranteed. So he says, you know, you should never invest, you know, for a potential return that's high because you expose yourself to unnecessary risk. And that's the key. Is it is it needed or not needed? Can you get to where you need to be with not as much risk? So unnecessary risk is a big deal. But his wisdom goes deeper. He says, you know, look to a portfolio or to holdings which have more upside potential than downside potential. Now, if you look at 98% of retirement uh, portfolios out there, and if you said, you know, show me the upside potential and show me the downside potential of this portfolio, the answer is it's unknown. And that's in the majority, huge majority of cases. So how can we adopt what Warren is saying if we're going to do a 60-40, you know, stock bond portfolio? And you can't. So you have to dig a little deeper and say, okay, what are what are the opportunities that I want built into this portfolio with regard to risk management? So the first thing we do 
is we say, can we utilize a form of wealth protection? So in other words, eliminating downside market losses from a decent, substantial piece of the portfolio, if it will still allow us to achieve the potential returns that we were looking for for our retirement. If you have no downside risk, then obviously it's all upside potential. There is no downside potential. So you want that as an element in your portfolio, and you should have that. The second one is wealth preservation. I want to know that if the market drops, I'm going to be buffered quite a bit from that drop where I either lose nothing or I lose a significant amount less than what the market drop is. But on the upside, I still want to have a very healthy upside, again, able to help me get to those projected returns for my retirement. So there we're using what are called wealth preservation strategies, where again, we have more upside potential than downside potential. Now, if we make the portfolio more than 50% comprised of those types of assets, which are things you've probably never even heard of before, but they've been used by wealthy people forever. We use them every day for our clients. That's how we build our portfolios. Then we're honoring and we're doing exactly what Warren Buffett says and his bottom line to it, his words, not ours. He says, and this will work about perfectly in helping your returns. And we have seen historically that that in fact is true. Can you have the projected returns that are in line with what you needed for your retirement and be able to do so with 20, 30 or 40% less risk exposure and the added benefit and security of saying, here's my upside potential and downside potential as known quantities versus it being a total unknown. So that's our approach to portfolio design and management, which is dramatically different than, than almost anything you see, if, whether you're using an advisor or a do-it-yourselfer. And I bet you want the number right now. It's 888-888-5601. That's WealthCare. And we'll give that number again in a few minutes. Hey, Bruce, earlier in the show, you mentioned cruises. Well, they're not quite the bargain that they used to be. For some cruise lines like Carnival and Royal Caribbean, prices are higher now than they were before the pandemic. Prices are soaring in part, they say, because airlines have raised their prices. So cruise lines are saying, you know what, we provide more. You know, we provide, you know, the food, the drinks. You know, so we're just going to raise our prices, too, and it'll look more attractive. I looked at the data. Here's what I found. The average price of a five-night cruise to the Caribbean for December of this year is roughly uh, $736, Mm -hmm. 37% higher than a year ago, and about 43% higher than 2019. Mm -hmm. So the prices are going up, but there are also some real bargains to be found right now. If you're a cruiser, do you go cruising? Oh, yeah. I think we've had 15. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you know all of this then. I'm not telling you anything. Well, I'll tell you what, as as far as a consideration for retirement, I learned this several years ago, but I met probably the most interesting example of it. And ironically, his gentleman's name was Bruce. We've kind of gotten away from the formal scheduled dining. We like the the dine it at will kind of thing. So you kind of show up at the dining room, hey, I want to eat and, and have them seat you. So this gentleman uh, was seated and they put Monica and me with him. And uh, the first thing I noticed, the guy ordered six shrimp cocktails. I thought, wow, that's interesting. But he is like talking to everybody that goes by. He's talking to the mater d. He's talking to the server. He's talking to another server and another server by first name basis, you know. And I'm just kind of like, this is really wild, you know. So we're t- we start talking to this guy and, and says, well, you seem to know everybody. Oh, yeah, I know the captain. You know, I've eaten in the captain's dining room before and I've done this. And it's like, wow, you know. And, and uh, I said, do you, do you take a lot of cruises? He said, well, let me see. He said, in the last 12 months, uh, I've been on a cruise ship for about six months of that. <laughs> and I went, I went, what are you talking about? <laughs> whoa, whoa, back up. And, and he said, no, he says, I retired from IBM. He has a condo. It is within 20 minutes driving distance to the Fort Lauderdale cruise terminal. And he is on every cruise line's last minute shuffle. And he said, he said, like he said this week, he said, I'm on a seven day cruise as you are. And he said, I paid $172 for it. <laughs> Man. He said, I meet new people every week. I get health care. Basically, I have access to their to their health care facilities. I get shows. I get drinks. I get this. I get that. I get fed. He says, I keep a bag packed in my closet. And as soon as they tell me they need to fill a room, I'm there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, basically, this guy's just a super cruiser. You know, the cruise industry, first of all, they have better computers, I think, than, than the national defense has. <laughs> so they are the masters of supply and demand. And 
what happened after COVID, after we were all locked away, you know, for so long, is that most people, and I'm sure you know most people, feel the same way, and that is, hey, I'm not going to hold back anymore. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go do these things. So the cruise ships filled up, like, very quickly, mm-hmm. more faster than I thought they would after the masks and everything. So now they keep raising the price, and they're looking at how full is the ship. How much are they sold out? Also, they sell in advance, you know. So if you want a particular line, like Monica and I've talked about doing one to the Panama Canal, I mean, you're you're way out in the next year before you can get on a Panama Canal cruise. So, so they've got uh, not a lot of inventory, you know. And inventories are down, prices are up. So these are all things that you see with it. But you can shop around. You know, there are deals to be had. There are last minute deals to be had. The thing I hate about a vacation is you go there. And you arrive at your destination, whether you drove there, flew there, whatever, you know, especially if it's a family affair and you go, what do you want to do? 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 <laughs> and if I drove, I'm kind of like, I want to take a nap, <laughs> you know, and you're constantly, what do you want to do? And you're constantly in that, you know, let's find something that appeases everybody on a cruise ship. You can do as much as you want or as little as you want. That's what I love about them. You know, you can eat if you want, you can go grab a quick burger or you can go get a formal dining room thing. You can go shoot, skeet off the fan tail. You can go sun. You can be in the spa. You can do whatever. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of of the self-contained vacation. Maybe I'll have to give a cruise a try again. I've only done it one time. Yeah, love it. Okay. Well, if you would like to continue the conversation about any of the topics we've discussed on today's program, you can call Bruce and his team at WealthCare. It's WealthCare, 888-888-5601. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope to have you back again next week for Get More Retirement. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the WealthCare Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a consistent plan for income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a second opinion to help you manage your wealth just like you manage your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the WealthCare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Advisory services offered through the WealthCare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through American Assets Financial Corp. and RIA Wealth Solutions LNC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center.